Case Study 0031, Rise of the Zombies, a crossover episode with Undetermined, the podcast, with hosts Matt Langston and John Hammond. During the zombie apocalypse, a group of survivors hide on Alcatraz Island to escape from rising zombie hordes. When their refuge is overrun, and upon hearing that a scientist may have discovered a cure, they leave the island to seek him out. Wow, all right. Good evening, dandies. Welcome to Undetermined. The podcast. All right, Matt, you want to intro? Sure. <laughs> I need to ask. Like, I, I forgot to ask before we got going. Like, is it Tressa or Teresa? You had it right. It's Tressa. Tressa. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm Matt. This is John. Hi. Hi. So you have your own podcast, and you're joining us to uh, – we're doing kind of a crossover. Yeah. So yours – would you like to tell us about it? Uh, my podcast is called The Asylum Case Studies, and we basically – myself and a new guest every week, we watch a movie made by The Asylum, and we just talk about it. We just gab, and we have fun, and that's pretty much it. So, yeah, we're kind of each other's guests. Yes. This week. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a fun little crossover thing. For your listeners, we're Undetermined, the podcast. Yep. I am Matt. This is John. Hi. Nice to meet everybody. Excited about this. Really am. Yeah. We've been looking forward to this. So we watched a bad movie this week. Yes. Yes, we did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to blow your minds a little bit. Okay. Actually, kind of really like this movie. Really? Yes, I've seen it like maybe two years ago, and I'd never finished it because I was bored out of my mind. Mm-hmm. And I rewatched it a couple days ago, and I was like, you know, this is not the worst movie I've seen the Asylum make, and uh, I didn't hate it. Nice. Yeah, they got some star power in there. They definitely have that. They have so many stars. Oh, my God. They got Jordy. Right. That's all I care about. They got that guy from the first Fast and Furious movie, uh-huh. who I don't remember his name in this movie, but his name in the Fast and Furious was Jesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that guy. That's all I know him from. Uh, LeVar Burton, of course. Yeah. Yep. 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 Jordy. Reading Rainbow, everybody. Yep. Mariel Hemingway. Yep. Very alarming way. Way too many stars for what this movie deserved, <laughs> quite honestly. Yeah. Part of why I picked it, I was like, well, man, there's so many people that I actually recognize in this. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, so I'm sure that means it's going to be good. <laughs> right. So they start off, they just get right into it. It's the zombie apocalypse and people are getting eaten. Uh-huh. Right. These people are running to a truck, and they decide that the best route that they're going to take is the windiest road on Earth. <laughs> Lombard. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's in San Francisco. Uh-huh. Right. 
We probably even tell the name of the movie. That might might even help people. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, probably good idea. <laughs> Rise of the Zombie. Rise of the Zombies, twenty twelve by the Asylum. Yeah, twenty twelve was a great year for the Asylum. They had some really they went hard in twenty twelve. Yeah. Every movie that I've seen in twenty from twenty twelve from the Asylum has been top notch entertainment. Mm. And there's a lot of them. So is this like post Sharknado, when did that come out? Like, because I'm wondering if that's how they started getting like people like, oh. Oh, Sharknado was 2013. Oh, okay. You know what it was? And I had a guest tell me this. I did not know this, but um, sci-fi, and I don't know for sure if this was a sci-fi movie, but it really reeks of one. Right. Sci-fi did this thing where they said, if you can come up with a million dollars, we will give you a million dollars to make a movie Mm -hmm. and asylum ran with it. And they made so many movies on this (laughs) because it's like free money. How are you not going to do this? Right. Love it. Yeah. I've read that most of their films are made for like less than that anyway. Oh, I'm sure. So anything else is pocketed. Yeah. Not even 200,000. I think on a lot of their movies. I mean, duh. Right. So if anybody's not familiar with this kind of company, it's a film company, indie film company, who makes uh, uh, mockbusters. Right. Knockbusters. I guess you can uh, consider them uh, anything that kind of, and I've always wondered how these people made money, just kind of sucks you in based on, you know, being familiar with a blockbuster that's out or a hit television show or Disney cartoon, whatever. I I feel like they had a really big, a pocketbook with Redbox mm-hmm. where they'd be like, Hey, you want to see the new Puss in Boots? We've got it right here. Right. <laughs> and you would get it and you would pay for it. And you're like, Oh, Puss in Boots is a public domain name. Anyone can use that name. And this is not the one I wanted. Exactly. Yeah. So imagine the bootleg you pick up, you know, on a VHS tape at a swap meet or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very similar. That's the, that's their, uh, that's their jam. Yep. Bless them for it. How much has this company made doing this shit? I mean, they're still in business, right? Yeah, enough to be in business since 2009, I think. Wow. Mm, I could be wrong on that date. They've never lost money on a film. Never. Amazing. You got to give them credit for that. For sure. And a lot of them have a really big name attached to them. Okay, when I say really big, I mean, you know, B, whatever. Right. But they make all their money because they're just like... Here's one room where you're going to shoot for one day, and we'll just stretch it out throughout the whole movie. And it's brilliant. Right. I love it. Like, Jordy never left that prison. He probably shot that all in one day. Right. I don't know about anyone else. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yep. So we're building in. There's a big scene. They're rolling down Lombard, and then the car starts flipping. And I noticed this. This kind of cracked me up. Like, did you notice that the car rolled, like, zigzagged while it's rolling down. <laughs> right. <laughs> Followed the whole path of Lombard Street. Man, it was so bad. The whole crash was like, really? Come on. Yeah. What were you expecting with that? Yeah. Right. I get, yeah, I could just see the CG crew like, we're not going to fucking like <laughs> kill all those flowers and have to do all that work. Just make it follow the road. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Everybody is, like, fucked up yeah. at the bottom of the road. Because, And I've been to San Francisco. There are other roads you can take. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, there's not. Are you kidding me? There's only that one road. <laughs> I've seen movies before. <laughs> right. 
And usually it's packed with people and Mm -hmm. there were other options. I'm pretty sure I would not choose the windiest road in the world. (laughs) (laughs) It was so stupid. They look so scot-free, and they're at the top of Lombard. Right. (laughs) They're just like, yes, we made it. We made it. We're going to a prison. I never thought there was like the (laughs) hokey comment of, I've never thought I'd escape to a prison. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got the, I got that one too, dude. <laughs> shut up, you're white. Shut up. His name. I remember they they made a point of bringing up his name, and he's like dead in no time. But his name was Tash. Yeah, they right. called him Tash. T A S H. I even like pulled up like the <laughs> the word so I could see like oh closed caption. It is Tash. What the hell? That's a weird name. Wow. That's an entitled white guy name if there ever was one. <laughs> His full name is Tashany. Or um, who knows? Tashany. Like Timothy, but with Tash. And they all get it. They, they like crash, but they're all able to get out of the car and they kind of stumble around in a daze. Don't even, they're like, oh, what are we going to do now? Don't bother trying to move. Zombies move in on them and get them all, except for the one pregnant girl who gets away. Oh, my God. Yes. And she, come on. I mean, she's not going to survive. And we know this because she's pregnant. Yeah. And I got to say, aside from all her other acting in that movie, the pregnant waddle, perfection. <laughs> she waddled that whole movie. She was good. She was really good. And she, they were really setting you up with her. Yeah. So you knew something was coming yeah. with her. We'll, we'll get to that. Right, 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 right. I wonder if that was in the cast casting call. You know, just like, have you been pregnant? You want to walk. You know pregnancy. pregnancy. Do you know the utter pain <laughs> of having a head on your uterus? <laughs> right. She's been there. She's been there. She earned her chops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we go to the prison. Yes. And a couple ladies, Muriel Hemingway and Ashley, are uh, watching a video on whatever Apocalypse YouTube is. Right. Yeah. Full on Wi-Fi. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) And I just, boy, do I really hate French Stewart. (laughs) And he's the scientist. And he's fucking wacky, you guys. Oh, Jesus. He is. He is. He is. I was like, oh, wow, I haven't seen him since, like, Third Rock. (laughs) Thank you. He played a great alien on that show. Right, he played himself. Right. (laughs) Do you guys want to hear a side story about French Stewart? Yeah, absolutely. That doesn't have anything to do with anything? Yes. My wedding night, my husband and I stayed in this place in Chicago called the Pink Palace. Okay. It is a themed hotel. There's like a space room. Oh, yeah. And like, uh, let's do lunchroom. And the bed looks like a giant sandwich. Nice. And we stayed in like a Cupid whatever room. with has got like a jacuzzi, whatever. It's stupid. Uh-huh. And the next day we were like, hey, I wonder if this TV has porn on it. And we were flipping <laughs> through the channels. And all we could find was this movie with French Stewart as a pirate. Uh-huh. And we were just like, we have to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's my story. Yeah. That'll kill the romance. That's what I think of when I think of French Stewart. So he ruined your wedding. Is that what I'm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we divorced the next day. It was terrible. Good call. <laughs> I appreciated that he was like the only campy character in there though like that actually seemed like i'm gonna be really zany and weird and everybody else was just like 
blah. It's like it barely trying to deliver anything. I appreciated that he actually put a little bit of effort into being out there with his character. Yeah. It was almost like he didn't give a fuck, though, too, really. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, I, my favorite part of his performance was the very end when he was just like, no, we're all goners, but also maybe we should have some faith in this. Right. But the worst part of his video was watching the reactions of the women watching that video. Because mm. they were like, oh, this guy is really funny. <laughs> oh, but we got to listen and pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Don't tell the chimp all its friends are dead. <laughs> right. uh -huh. That's a good one. But, you know, you know, worldwide zombie apocalypse. We need to focus here. Lighten up. It's just an apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> so these ladies, Muriel and Ashley, they go run to Jordy. I'm sorry. I don't remember anyone's name, so I'm just going to use the names I know. I think Meryl Hemingway is Lynn, Dr. Lynn. I don't care. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like it matters. We'll go with Muriel Hemingway. Yeah, yeah, She's so great. So they go run to Jordy, and they're like, hey, we just saw this YouTube video. It was very informative. And Jordy was like, oh, yeah, but that's bullshit, because this is what I just learned. Right. So excited to see Jordy. Yep. And Anytime there's any science in these kind of movies, I gloss over and I'm like, just go to the next scene because I'm not going to pay attention right now. Right. Well, it feels really legit with his, you know, junior high microscope <laughs> that he's researching with. Yeah. Muriel Hemingway did try to say the word endoplasmic reticulum. Uh, so <laughs> that makes it science. Exactly. Yep. Suspend your disbelief there. And if somebody hadn't gotten rid of the... The fresh specimens. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So Muriel goes to kick some ass outside to see what was up with that. Yep. And they're on the beach. She's yelling at Machete, and they're like, what the fuck? And they're like, no, they were dead. They needed whatever. Who cares? <laughs> and then zombies come up on the beach. And I'm like, of course they are. It's uh, an island. You, no. Have you never right. seen zombie flesh eaters where there's a shark and zombie fight? In real time, like, th this is a thing that we know. They don't need to breathe. <laughs> Come on, people. Yeah. But, you know, I did have I did have a problem with some of the zombie rules. Mm. So are they, like, are they walking across the bottom? Right. That makes sense. Sure. You know, I guess. I can't imagine, like, a, a rotten body having the ability and coordination to swim, you know, especially when, like, their eyes are, like, whited out. And right. They're, rah, rah, you know, zombieing about as they do. Right. Well, there's dolphins there, right? Dolphins? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Did they walk across there? But... Hitch a ride. Yeah. But when they come up, as they, like, take off, maybe it's skipping ahead a little far, but not really. Mm. <laughs> like, that's going to hurt the story. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, we got to go frame my friend. They <laughs> 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 jump in the raft. And the zombies are, like, popping out of the ocean. It's like, okay, so are they swimming up now? Yeah, that was a problem, because how are they getting that much traction to get into that raft? Right. They weren't pulling themselves up. They were, like, popping up out of the water. Right. Out of the water. Right. Well, and leading up to them getting into the raft, before that, the zombies invade, and everybody runs into the prison. It's Alcatraz. Yes. Right. And they have absolutely not a single door closed ahead of time. <laughs> right. Dude, what the fuck? Oh, my God. 
<laughs> yes, yeah, so they're completely unprepared. Yeah. And there's one shot where Ashley is getting attacked, and Muriel comes up behind one of the zombies and slits the zombie's throat. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's not how you kill a zombie. That's what I said. That is. Come on. It's just a flesh wound. Yes. You need to go for the brain stem or the brain. Yeah. A slit throat, that's just going to make it lose blood. It does not care. Yeah, it's just a flesh wound. I mean, some of them have arms off. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you have to destroy the brain, right? The trope. Mm-hmm. The, the zombie rules. And this is what I was saying about, like, aquatic zombies. You know, same thing. It's, uh, you know, are they swimming or are they walking? I mean, when it comes to water, I feel like you just got to give them a pass because, like, zombies in water, that's so dope. <laughs> I mean, you're right, but it's dope. <laughs> yeah. And apparently they have unlimited ammunition, but they prefer to use, like, a shovel. <laughs> Or, you know, just kind of headbutt them before they try to shoot them. Yeah, or punch them. They do hear when they're being attacked by whores, but later on they're like, we have to be quiet. Or not, no, they never said that. They never were like, we need to be quiet. They were like, let's shoot our guns everywhere. It doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) Right. And, like, they never used any any blunt force trauma ever outside of the prison. Uh Uh-uh. And it's like, you are just beckoning these zombies to come to you. Yeah. But I did love when uh, Burton killed that zombie with a pen in the head. I think it was a pen. It looked like a pen in that hallway scene. I don't even remember that. Yeah. I told me, I was like, yeah, I think reading Rainbow Guy just stabbed him in the head with a pen. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was like, read that, bitch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It was a good scene. So I have a theory about, like, speaking of him, I, I wonder. Mm. uh you know, there was recently the big thing where they had the scandal with Jeopardy and everybody, like the guy said some inappropriate things years ago online. Yeah. And everybody's like, bring on Jordy, bring on, let him do it. You know, they wanted him to host Jeopardy. Uh-huh. And I, I can just imagine like the room where they're having that conversation like, well, man, a lot of our people really, they're really, he seems like a slam dunk. He seems like a good choice. But after this last guy. We got to vet him. We really got to look into him and make sure. Oh, fuck. Have you guys seen Rise of the Zombies? And then that comes up like, oh, guys, I got to show you something. Yeah. No, not Jordy. <laughs> Shit. God damn it. There goes that one. Fuck, that was perfect. That's too bad. <laughs> Bring on Will Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. You okay mm. there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Will Wheaton makes me laugh that hard, but <laughs> he does. All right, so like some stuff happens. They decide they need to get off the island mm-hmm. for some reason. And Jordy's daughter is infected. Yes. Yes. And he's going to stay behind and save the day or whatever. Right. Machete has my favorite line of the movie that I'm going to save and not say right now. And then. Whatever. Muriel gives him gives Jordy a gun and they go. Right. There's sunlight pouring into the prison when they leave. When they open those doors and get out there, it's nighttime. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Seven hour walk to the gate. <laughs> Guys, let's stop and take a nap. Take a nap real quick. <laughs> Killing zombies wears you out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be exhausting, unless you're just shooting them, which they were, so who cares? 
Well, you would think once they've gotten rid of them, okay, let's lock the doors and take a little nap. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can do that. Why would you do that at night? That makes no sense. You have no vision of the water. You have no yeah. vision of the, the beach. Like, you are making a bad decision, and I'm not even there, and I know this. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, even Day Treo says as they're, like, crossing the bay once they, you know, fight off a few more zombies that come in on the tide, as they do. Mm-hmm. Either they're out there with a flashlight or whatever in the bay trying to look around. He's like, turn that off. We don't want to draw attention to ourselves. What? Really? I thought that was kind of the whole idea. (laughs) (laughs) Are you getting to the Coast Guard or like, you know. Right, no. Those were possibilities. The the light is the problem, not the gunshots. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, it couldn't be a 12-gauge blasting. (laughs) (laughs) Zombies that. That's not going to wake them up. Flashlight. So the Asian guy that we just, just met who we've never met before on this raft. Our Glenn character. Yes, exactly. He uh, loses his sister to zombies on the raft. And I guess we're supposed to care about it, but I don't know who the fuck these people are. No, he doesn't even seem like he cares about it. No, he's like, aw. That's all I had. That's weird. You notice he had the brims, too. (laughs) Like high school level, you know, stage play acting. He had the grins. The guy like couldn't stop just grinning during his lines. I'm like, you know, what a consummate actor. Yeah, he's a <laughs> professional. But yeah, even Matt and I from the very beginning said like this movie, even at this point, feels like when you just come into it that it's just, it's halfway through it. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the fuck's going on. There's no setup. There's no backstory. Anything like that. It's just it just takes off. And with a smarter movie, I really appreciate that because it's like you're just like thrown into it. You're like, this is life. And you got to confuse. You have to like figure it out the same way anyone else does if they were thrown into the situation. Mm-hmm. This movie is not that smart movie. No, it's just confusing. At least like do a Star Wars where you tell the story leading up to the story <laughs> real quickly. Yeah. The right? Or even like do the whole old timey, <laughs> you know, while somebody, they're just putting up like, yeah, just a brief history. Right. This is what happened. Happened leading up to this point, there was a zombie apocalypse, and then you could just do that. Yeah. The, immediately after the credits rolled, and I watched it today, mm-hmm. another asylum zombie movie started. I think it's called Zombie Apocalypse, and they started it with the how it happened. Like, mm-hmm. here's where the first infection was. Here's where the next infection was. Here's blah blah blah, and it took you through the timeline of the infection, and then it was like six months later. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dope, let's do this. I know exactly what's happening right now. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's all they had to do. Yes. I mean, it took like three seconds. Come on, just give us some kind of backstory. (laughs) Right. It's not that hard to do. Mm -mm. It's the same thing over and over again anyway. (laughs) You know, but yeah. It's just, we couldn't figure that out. It's like, what's going on? It, you know, I actually had to check my remote and make sure I didn't, like, bump it accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to, like, rewind it and be like, okay, well, wait, what's going, what the, you know, and it's like, no, yeah, that's where it starts, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I kind of had the overall impression with the thing that it was just, it was written by, like, a seventh grade boy in study <laughs> hall. <laughs> right. <laughs> That was my idea. Like, I kept picturing his name as being Brody for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Brody. Brody and Kyle, because they had a name one guy, Kyle. Yeah, the whole character set were just like knockoffs of living dead characters. Oh, my God. So much so. 
And they even originally, the title I read this of the movie was Dead Walking. Oh. That checks out. Like, they, they weren't trying to be subtle. Oh, yeah, then it's a mockbuster. Yeah. They weren't trying to be subtle. I was trying to, like, get the Walking Dead crew in there. Yeah. Right. On Walking Dead, they did a better job of fortifying the prison. What? <laughs> That's crazy. Mm. I wouldn't leave that comparison. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the Glenn-type character from Walking Dead gets killed. That's where we were in the story sequence, right? No, no, no. Not yet. No? He doesn't get killed till the very end. And we're only like 10 minutes into this movie. Right. Buckle up, boys. (laughs) So they've, all except for Jordy, have left the island. Mm. And they've wound up. I noticed this. They never mentioned it, but they wind up on the wrong side of the bay. Uh, like they did you figure this out or <laughs> notice this? Uh, I would never have any way of knowing that. Well, they you know that because they fucking decide they're going to take the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, yeah, that's true. To get to wherever they're going. <laughs> Not a great choice. Like if I had a choice between taking a raft. <laughs> I never thought of that. Or being Stuck on a bridge <laughs> with zombies on either side or coming up the bridge, as we soon see. Yeah, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Matt spent some time in San Francisco. I never did. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I've never been there. Well, it does, you don't have to know San Francisco to know you're right. on the wrong side. <laughs> you have to cross the yeah. bridge because you went the wrong way. If you have to cross a zombie field bridge, you didn't go I, where you were supposed to go. They went to Oakland instead. I never even considered that. I was like, oh, they're on the bridge. Cool. No, that's not cool. Well, of course, you've got to show the bridge on a San Francisco movie. Right. And it was like a shitty version of the bridge. Right. It was the green screeniest bridge ever. Like, every time they showed the actors, it was like, <laughs> their hair looks weird because they're in front of a green screen. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like two lanes. You know, <laughs> I don't know what it looks like, but and it's like boards painted orange. I'm like, that's not metal. Yeah, that's wood. <laughs> it's just cardboard. Right. <laughs> so we get back to Jordy, who has realized that one of the people that got bit in this attack, his hand isn't zombifying because he has a fake electronic hand, which. I don't think that's how prosthetic works, but I also have no idea. So right. do it. I don't care. Sure. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to rip half your cheek off, dude, and I'm going to do some experiments. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and then we cut to one of my favorite things in zombie movies is looting mansions. Yes. With Machete and Jesse and Old Lady and the guy who likes the scrapbook. Mm-hmm. Love it. Right. So they've split up at this point. I can't really remember the reason that the group had to split up. It's because the ladies wanted to go and find science and the dudes wanted to go find safety. Yeah. Oh, right. They they were looking for supplies and shit because they lost all their supplies in the crossing like everything got wet. Yeah. And they were going to Petaluma. Yes, Petaluma. There was going to be an evacuation point. Right. That they knew about. Probably from the Wi-Fi that they have when they're watching the scientist videos. Right. Well, that and they kept referencing like to Jordy. They're like, "We're going to send the Coast Guard back for you." And I'm like, "What fucking Coast Guard is going to be around in this scenario?" Right. If the Coast Guard is an option, fucking sit tight. If the military is not there, this Coast Guard is not going to be there. You guys are fucked regardless. Right. 
you know, the Coast Guard would be like, should we check out Alcatraz? No. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's going to be there. That's silly. Right. (laughs) Or, you know, just go back to me and quit watching like French Stewart zombie YouTube videos and (laughs) try to contact emergency services through your email that you apparently have or Internet. Right. You're somehow... You know, all up in this guy checking out his TikToks, and uh, <laughs> let's try typing nine one one into that computer and see. <laughs> all right, so they're looting the house. Yes. Yes. Probably owned by the producer too. Oh, absolutely. And this zombie lady that's hiding in some weird closet. We get it. She is double jointed. Fine. Right. Come on. <laughs> I think I f- referred to her as pretzel zombie. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and this is where they do Danny Trejo dirty, and they like, weird lady zombie is going to, like, sneak up. And you know what? Valid. If you're in a zombie apocalypse, you're not going to die from some, like, heroic act. You're going to die because you weren't paying attention and some zombie snuck up on you. Right. That's all I'm saying. And that's why I would not survive a zombie apocalypse. Right. I am not that strong. Right. You fucked up. Well, he's all excited because he found a bottle of champagne. Mm-hmm. That's going to be all his. And, you know, even though he was surprised, I, I, I found it kind of strange that his only defense was throwing a napkin at the zombie. <laughs> and then immediately being bitten. You know, and I think even somebody wrote a review of like saying literally Danny Trio is killed by a zombie with its hand tied behind its back. So not fair. It's not fair. But I, I really think and, and Matt and I kinda of deducted that was probably all the trio they could afford. Oh, absolutely. You know? I made a note to myself, I, I put the time on thirty eight minutes and ten seconds is when they <laughs> ran out of Danny Trail money. Trail money. Yeah. You know, and when they're showing out all those reading rainbow bucks in the meantime <laughs> you're right. doubling up on your cost. Ooh, this is getting close to a million dollars really fast. Trejo, he had a lot of locations compared to Jordy. He was like the beach, the other beach, a house, mm. the prison. Yeah. That was at least two days. Yeah. No way there was less than two days, and I have to tip my hat to that. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't want to pay that bill. <laughs> yeah. Jordy on the sound stage probably wasn't that much. 2012, probably. But they want their trail money, so. Right. Machete dies. Yes. And then Scrapbook Guy is like, wait a minute. <laughs> the owner of this house never left. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Granny is like, oh, no. And they all just run and like, oh, as soon <laughs> as they figure that out, that's when the zombies come after them. Right. They did come up before then. They didn't have time to leave. It was just like, here's a revelation. Right. Here is the a result of my revelation. Hello. Right. No. <clears throat> And I also got a kick out of, like, the fact that the guy that's trying to start the car, like, in the garage, he's trying to figure that out. Jesse. Yeah, he doesn't hear, like, Machete getting it. He doesn't hear any of that struggle at all. Uh-uh, no. But he hears it, everything, with the other two. And, like, they're a room apart. But, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah or, no, no, they don't sure. hear That's what it was. They didn't hear they didn't him hear get, getting, like, offed in the next room. Yeah. Like, by the zombie. <laughs> But guy in the garage uh-huh. hears everything, everything happening. Yeah. So the zombies come after Jesse, and that first zombie is Danny Trejo. And his first blow, 
Jesse's first blow to zombie Trejo is a chainsaw to the gut. Right. Bro, you fucking know better. <laughs> right. We are two months into this apocalypse. You know you go straight to the head. You do not go for the gut. No kidding. Come on. Right. Yep. And and the fucking windows down of the car, fucking roll the window up. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Right. Uh, yeah, that would be the first thing he did. Yeah, we gotta we gotta mention the the old lady offing herself and that glory. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice that till the second viewing. Right. What's funny is she doesn't fire a single shot. Like the zombies are coming at her, and she's got the gun. <laughs> doesn't fire a single shot until they're like chewing on her face, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm just gonna take myself out." Right. I mean, you know, fair. You think it would have been at least one trigger pull, you know, because they have endless ammo. Right, exactly. <laughs> they never mention having to look for more ammo. They're just like, it's fine. We got yeah. it. Right. So let's cut to the pregnant lady eating a Twinkie out of a trash can. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Looking around, the zombies come in, and then we leave her again. Okay. Wait, right before this, they're on the bridge, and they're like walking along, you know, the science crew. Mm-hmm. And one of them happens to look over the edge and they're like, hey, this might be a problem. Uh-huh. And then they show zombies crawling up the bridge. <laughs> right. And it was the wackiest up, Batman up TV the show shit. <laughs> like, they, they are climbing on the ground, you guys. Right. <laughs> right. And they're dry. Yeah, they're dry. Of course, of course. Well, shit, hey, those wind shears at that height. <laughs> yeah, that's a long climb. I guess I'll, I'll cut them some slack. <laughs> Expert swimmers, Batman-esque climbers. <laughs> unless there's a fence later on. Right, like, unless there's the six-foot fence later. That's <laughs> impenetrable. Right. <laughs> but anyway. This is way past, like, pregnant lady eating Twinkies out of the trash. This is when we find her in the ambulance. Yes. Oh, okay. And this scene made me fucking laugh so hard. (laughs) Because everyone's like, oh my God, it's okay. You're okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Come out. Come out. Come out. Right. They've killed off all the zombies on the bridge, we think. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Don't be such an idiot. Come outside. Come on out. (laughs) She's like, no. She's like, oh, it sucks. I hate it. She gets out and immediately gets chomped on by a zombie that's underneath the ambulance. And boy, did I laugh. Right. Hilarious. <laughs> Should have stayed in the truck. And this this whole next, like, ten minutes was just so fucking beautiful and ridiculous. <laughs> They're like, we got we got to kill her because she's been bitten. Right. And Muriel's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then Ethan Subley's like, I'll do it. I don't fucking care. <laughs> and he's like, whatever. She said kill her. <laughs> she wants us to do it. I love the Lord. <laughs> and then she's like, well, we got to cut that baby out. Right. And she said to save my baby. That's the only thing she asked of us. <laughs> and Ashley's like, stop it. Stop it. And then Muriel, one of my favorite lines, Muriel is like, you stop it. What? <laughs> what? what? That's your response? Huh. And so she's like cutting this pregnant woman's belly open and pulling out a baby that is so obviously a doll. They're not like supporting the neck. They're not doing anything. It's just like a plastic rigid doll. Covered in jelly. Yes. Yeah. It looks like pizza dough or something. It's disgusting. <laughs> this is a terrible prospect. Yeah. Hand it to Ashley. She puts a towel over it, like not even wiping it, just like. Ugh. 
And then, oh, this is exactly what I want from a zombie movie. I want a baby to turn into a zombie. Yes, zombie. And then someone to get so scared that she stomps it to death. What? <laughs> what? I was just like, they're going to keep the baby. That's going to add to it. They could, there was like potential. Oh, my God. To like turn that into more. Yeah. Right? Like, how are we going to do this? Uh-huh. Protect this baby. And, yeah. it because, you know, because it doesn't immediately turn into a zombie. They no. take too long cutting the umbilical cord. Yeah. And that's what happened. Because they just do a thing where it's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like pulled the umbilical cord apart. <laughs> it's kind of like a popping Pop. balloon. It's hilarious. <laughs> So you guys don't have a knife? Everybody's got a shotgun. I mean, she just opened her gut up. You could have used that knife. Yeah, you got to cut that thing. Exactly. Right. Same thing. Why'd you have to pull on it? Yeah, thank you. And then zombie. Mm. Oh, God. And then she's just like, eh. And, you know, it's almost like she saw a mouse. Oh my yeah. God! Ew! Ew! <laughs> Ew. I don't want to touch it. Ew. Just drops and stop, stop. It wasn't even like a traumatic or gross scene. It was just goofy as fuck. I just love it so much. <laughs> I agree. I mean, and I was just—I even pointed out to John. I was like, that was a lot of setup for not much, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I'm like, pregnant lady's gonna play a factor in all this. Nope. <laughs> yeah, they really built her up and it was my favorite part yeah <laughs> it really was my favorite part of the movie yeah no if i had to find a favorite part of it or part of the movie i enjoyed mm. oh for sure that was great it was a great scene yeah so i guess it worked yes absolutely so then we we cut to jordy and he's experimenting with electricity and zombie cells right <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Cut back to science game, and they're in French Stewart's lab, and they're like, "Where'd he go? Let's like, collect science junk." I don't know. <laughs> and Ashley starts vomiting, and oh, they find French Stewart's dog too, who we didn't know he had a dog. Yes. Oh, that's right. That's right. On the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this is the first time, but. This is like one of the times that Ethan Supley is like making this seem like it's a Christian movie. Right. Because he starts talking a lot about God. Yeah. Dude, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. There was so much God talk. Yeah. And this is also the scene where Ashley's like, I'm pregnant. (laughs) And Mira's like, you should keep the baby. You will love it so much. Yeah. And Ashley's like, bitch, this is a zombie fucking apocalypse. This baby will kill all of us. Are you fucking kidding me? Right. And they've also hooked back up with um, what's-his-face that he's the only one that got away from the other group. No, this is way up or way before that because they're still in French Stewart's lab. They're still on the bridge when she's telling her she's pregnant, aren't they? No, they're in French Stewart's lab when she tells her. Oh, yeah. Okay. And this is when we find out that the dog is from... The water plant or whatever. So they're like, all right, we got to go to the water plant. Obviously, this dog is from there. Yes. Done. Mm. Really? Okay. I mean, <laughs> sure. What else are we going to do? That checks out. Mm-hmm. Science. <laughs> but I don't mean to, like, harp on this, but that was the weirdest pro-life speech I've ever heard in my fucking life. 
You're in a fucking zombie apocalypse. Right. And you're telling this girl that she needs to keep this baby. Yeah. This baby is going to cry and alert zombies to your location. Yeah. This baby is going to need food. Just give her the fucking abortion scientist lady. Right. Yeah. Even my 13-year-old daughter picked up on that. Well, and I thought it was weird that, did you notice that she was like, and when you hold him, and I'm like, you don't fucking know what it's going to be. Yes. <laughs> she kept calling it him repeatedly. It was weird. Yeah. Meryl, you have some regrets in life, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Now we cut to Jesse, who found Petaloma. Is that what the place is called? Yeah, Petaloma, I guess. Yeah. He drives up and he's like, awesome, I found this place. And he like runs up to the gate and there's a stay out sign, huge with skull and crossbones on the wrong side of the gate, which was great. <laughs> stay sorry. out of everything that's not in this little location. <laughs> right. Well, they rounded up on the wrong side of the bay. That's not a mm, yeah. big shock. Yeah. That's <laughs> So I feel like mealworms were a big part of the budget of this movie. Mm -hmm. I said the same thing. They got their money's worth out of them. Absolutely. Every time there's like weird food or an old dead corpse that's not a zombie, there's like mealworms all over it. I'm like, you guys know those aren't maggots, right? Right. right. I think, and I was wondering that too, because I've seen that trope in other films. Right. I get it from like, Back in the day when they made better contrast on camera. Oh, yeah. Uh, when black and white films. Because I think they used them a lot in uh, Oh, Night of Living Dead. Stuff like that. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But now it's like, it's just a thing that, I guess they're easier to keep alive than maggots. I did a little research on this. <laughs> but you wouldn't think maggots would be that hard to find. You know what? I would much rather handle a sandwich with a mealworm on it than maggots on it. Probably. I agree. If I had a choice. Yeah, no, for sure. But you're acting. <laughs> but also, we're not using chocolate syrup as blood anymore either. Right. Like, we need to, like, update our mealworm to maggot ratio here. Absolutely. Sure. I agree. I think of all the maggot unions. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Those guys, insect breeders, can't get work. Goddamn mealworms put us out of business. <laughs> but I did think, I don't know, I was amused by one line in that when, like, the kid was looking at, found the sandwich in the car, the hamburger that had <laughs> mealworms and shit on it. Yeah. And for, like, a second, Meryl Hemingway turned into, like, uh, a Harrison Ford character. And yes. Those ain't onions, kid. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> What? I wrote that down too. Loved it. No shit, yeah. they're not onions. <laughs> onions don't crawl. <laughs> but the kid's almost like, oh yeah, I guess they're not. It's still protein. Who cares? Yeah. It's a fucking mealworm. It's right there in the name. <laughs> I don't know if anybody that watched the movie and sees those is like, I feed those to my lizard or whatever. <laughs> right. Everybody's seen a mealworm. You know what they are. Not fooling anybody. I guess you're fooling some people. Exactly. And that's all that you need is some people. Yeah. So we get back to Jordy, and <laughs> this is also a very hilarious scene where he's trying, he's telling his recording device that he is going to deprive the zombie of oxygen as he fans smoke into the zombie cell. <laughs> Right, to see what happens. Right. Uh, and obviously, this smoke is coming from a fire. Yeah. 
that happens to be just a little bit too close to the zombie who knocks over the fire. <laughs> How did this happen? Right. Why did I not think of this before? <laughs> right. The oh, fuck, Jordy. He's not a great scientist. No. <laughs> no, he's not. Not at all. And he's like really obsessed with getting his daughter to eat. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get to that. Come on, honey. She's a zombie. Here's some porridge. Tuna fish. And he's like pouring blood, and she's like, yeah, I love the smell of that blood. He's like, is that what you want? Right. Oh, well, have I got a treat for you? I'm going to dissect my arm and give you half the flesh off of it. I hope you enjoy. Right. It's like Little Shop of Zombies. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> why, the ar- why, why would the arm right. be the first thing you go for? I mean, why not the gut? Yeah, like belly fat or like, you know, love handle, you know, Ella 7. Yes. You know, you have 10 pounds of flesh. What's disposable? Yes. Let's start with my arm. Let's start with a fucking arm. Not even a toe. <laughs> 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 Can we also talk about him cauterizing this gaping wound with a Bic lighter? What the <laughs> fuck was that? Right. And this is before, or is this before or after he thought that, like, I know it'll cure everyone, electrocuting the shit out of them. That they'll be fine. <laughs> I think this is after. After. I think it, I may be wrong, yeah. but I think it's after. <laughs> but I, I cannot stress enough how much this wound was, like, Three inches wide, six inches long, and like a good two inches deep into his arm. Like, this was a ridiculous fucking wound. Right. Just give her some skin. Whatever. Graft it. Take it out of your belly. This is a bad idea. Right. Right. (laughs) I cannot. And there was a shit ton of freshly dead around there. I mean, you know. Oh, but but she enjoys it for a second. She enjoys that arm flesh for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then she just chows on his arm because he's way too fucking close to her and he should know better. Mm -hmm. What the fuck, Jordy? I I had faith in you. (laughs) I'm going to get in real close. Mm. Oh, she's. She's so calm, and he's documenting it all, too, making his recording. Which is just gone because he dropped a grenade right there, and so his phone is gone. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have Wi-Fi. I mean, they may have said or alluded to it, but he doesn't have Wi-Fi. Come on. He doesn't have Wi-Fi. No, no. All that research is fucked. And I also find it funny that they're all simultaneously watching Alcatraz at the same time. Right. For some reason, when that grenade goes off, I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. (laughs) My best friend. I I heard something five miles from here. Oh, what is that? She's on the walkie-talkie. Please come in. Please come in. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yes, and then more zombies come for science gang, and they somehow get to underneath where they were, and they get backed up. They get cornered to some bunker doors. And this pissed me off so hard. There's a bunker right behind you, and we never get to see what's inside that bunker. We just run away from it. Right. You are cornered. Go in those fucking doors. (laughs) Right. The doors are a problem. Yeah, well, they have been through the whole movie. Yeah, that's true. Yep. They can shoot, but they can't use a door. And that's when Jesse drives up in a truck. Yeah. Our Daryl character. Yeah. Yes, and we have the tender moment. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh, bleh, yeah. 
Oh, is this the streetcar moment? No, no, not yet, but yes. Wait, wait, wait. They're, they're, they sit in the trolley and talk. Yes. Oh, but before that, there's like, he, of course, he's like mowing down zombies in this truck he finds. Mm. And they get in and he's like, there's no Petaluma. And they're like, what the fuck? What do we do now? And there's an overhead shot of all of San Francisco. Like, oh, my God, it's so barren. But there's clearly traffic on every single street that they show. Right. Yeah, cars driving by, people walking in the park and shit. (laughs) It's supposed to be an apocalypse. People aren't that happy to be driving on the street. Come on. (laughs) No. But they did add some, like, really poor CGI smoke coming out of, like, the side of a building. Oh, yeah. They they were really heavy-handed with the CGI smoke. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, they were. Yeah, and they're, like, looting for gas. Yep. So they're like, oh, we need to find gas. And I'm like, there are cars fucking everywhere. And they picked the worst cars right. to take. Like, I remember I pointed out to John, I'm like, there's like a Lotus that they could steal. I'd take the fast car. Uh, but yeah, this is the part. You're right. This is the part where she, again, is getting the pro-life talk from Jesse this time. Mm-hmm. And how they're going to make this work and how this baby is going to have a better life. Yeah. Then what? You're in a fucking zombie apocalypse. What the fuck are you talking about? But they're going to cure it. Yeah. They're going to cure it. And she believes that. Right. She does. (laughs) But she hates God. Right. Mm -hmm. Loves babies, hates God. Can you blame her? You scientists see much for the God talk, are you? <laughs> and Muriel gives Ashley a toy truck. I was like, you're going to need this. Again, gendering a fetus. What the fuck? <laughs> and I guess I'm gendering toy trucks to be a boy car. That's not fair. But still, what the fuck? Yeah. I, did, I didn't catch this, but yeah, but she's playing with that toy truck at the beginning of the movie, too. Yeah. I did not notice that. Like, what's happened? Yeah. So maybe, maybe she has had some shit happen to her. We've got oh. some backstory that they don't elaborate on. Mm. She lost the kid in the zombie apocalypse. Like it's deep. Like we all did. Yeah. Suck it up, bitch. And it, we know it was a boy. <laughs> Obviously. I still wonder if they're not trying to get just like, you know, some more Christian viewers or something from that. Dude, <laughs> Asylum is so weird like that. They have like some really Christian movies. Yeah. And some movies where they throw some really Christian or right wing stuff in where you're just like, that, that's weird. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a different kind of creepy. Thank you. I, yeah, I'm pretty, it, it felt that way though. It felt like it was a market share thing, right? It totally did. It's like, well, let's get some of them viewers too. You know, I mean, just I mean, if you're doing anything, I guess, like a you know a mockbuster, I guess you'd that's how you'd think. Absolutely. Uh, you know, just let's get a smack of these people. Let's get a smack of these people, and you know, right, bring as much as we can get. And the worst cursed word that they used in the whole movie, I don't know if you caught this, was buggers. <laughs> no, I didn't know that either. Shut your filthy mouth. <laughs> okay, Jordy, you're going to have to curse. Uh. <laughs> no. Look, at Reading Rainbow, I said buggers once. <laughs> All right, let's go with that. I didn't even notice that. I was sure, like, didn't try out. <laughs> We need to talk about the most ridiculous suicide ever caught on film. Oh, <laughs> my God. Like, yeah, okay. Okay, after watching this a second time, I was like, if this was any other movie, it would be so touching and gorgeous. Uh, 
<laughs> the slow-mo with her hair blowing in the wind and like her mm-hmm. closing her eyes and just accepting her fate. Yes. And then the long shot where there's a bus directly in front of her. I'm like, oh, that shit's going to blow up. Yep. There's no reason for it to, but it's going to blow up. <laughs> right. Guess what, you guys? That bus blew up. It blew up. Blew up. Nobody's listening to me. I don't want to fucking have this baby. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this trolley ride down a hill. Yeah. And boom. An electric streetcar. And the thing goes up like it's just fucking loaded with petrol. And grenade. Oh, my God. It was like the bus <laughs> blew up and then the trolley blew up. It was like, what kind of explosives are in these things? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. I mean, capitalism sucks. <laughs> How much would a zombie apocalypse suck? Like, fair. <laughs> Do you, girl? Yeah. I just point out. There's no gasoline in a trolley. It's all like no. <laughs> it's on wires. It's on wires. I gotta I gotta push back on this. This is like one of those classic Chicago touristy trolleys where it's actually gas powered. Oh wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can look at the wheels. That doesn't mean it would fucking blow up though. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It means it would crash and that's it. That's the end of the story. There was no explosions. Right. Any car that got barely hit would explode. Yes. Come on, you guys. <laughs> Come on. That kind of bugs me into, and that's just a completely different thing now that you've mentioned that, though. But like, why the if you're in San Francisco now, I want to take this fake trolley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, the city is littered with the real thing. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. And you can just hop on and off. It's not like it's a problem. No, no, no. I want to get on the fake trolley. Yes, that sounds like fun. Do they still have real trolleys in San Francisco? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, they did last time I was there. Oh, in 1905? Yeah. Back in the <laughs> good old days. They had dinosaurs, too. <laughs> wow, really? That's cool. But, yeah, of course, you know, you're surrounded by guns for the entire film, but an elaborate trolley suicide has got to be. <laughs> Thank you. There's so many painless, easy ways to go out. Oh, yeah. Even, like, jump off a cliff. Sure. Like, don't fucking go out in a trolley crash. You had no idea that was going to explode. <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking? Right. The thing only went, like, 40 yards. You wouldn't think it even got fast enough. Thank you. It wasn't even a steep hill. Like, shut the fuck up. No. No. Yeah. They should have sent it down Lombard. Yep. Watch some of that. All right. Next scene. All right. We're in like a police station. We're getting weapons. Yes. Boring. Who cares? Zombies are there. Pick up cattle prods. Uh. Yep. And Jesse is really excited about the tasers, and he will not stop tasing the zombies, which doesn't kill them. It just makes (laughs) them stop for a minute. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good job. So the electricity theory went nowhere. And once again. It will make them pause for a minute. Sure. Mm, Okay. Who cares? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Oh, so they get to the water plant, and they're like, do you guys hear this music? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did you guys hear the music because that music was bullshit 
That music was not <laughs> classical music. That was like someone practice, someone who doesn't know how to play piano going up the piano and then down the piano. License free. Yes. <laughs> right. Any classical music is public domain. Just find right. classical music, you fucking asshole. Yeah, $5 Mozart CD. No, you know it's like a producer. It's like, my six-year-old is so good. <laughs> yeah. The same guy who owned that mansion. My nephew's a good piano player. And at some point, French Stewart is like, oh, the zombies are going to miss the sound of Mozart. <laughs> you were never playing Mozart. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sure for the dum-dums that watch the movie and enjoy it, though. They're like, oh, <laughs> Mozart sounds like. <laughs> I heard a piano. That must be classical music. Yep. Makes sense to me. Checks out. <laughs> Next. Right. <laughs> we find out he may have a cure. Not sure. Meh. Yep. Shrug. He's only tested it on himself. Mm. Right? And the dog's still alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dog that they bring back to him that has the cure to the zombie apocalypse that he seems pretty fucking nonplussed to even see. He's just like, mm, yep, mm-hmm, this one looks okay. Yep, here's a dog. Right. Yeah. You never really quite figure out how the dog wound up in somebody else's car <laughs> on the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> so far away from him. <laughs> right. You're getting too into the weeds here. No, you don't want to get too deep into the actual details. No. Oh, so they're talking. Like, who cares about science junk? I don't. Right. And Ethan Suppley is talking, and they're next to he's next to a door with a window, mm-hmm. and a zombie punches that window out of the door and grabs and chomps on Ethan Suppley's arm. <laughs> right. right. Okay, I'll go along with that. Sure. <laughs> right. And they're like, you got to cut off my arm. Cut off my arm. Cut off my arm. <clears throat> awesome. I love amputations in the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. It's great. Yes. So that's what they did. Mm-hmm. I like how they like waited until the end of the movie to figure out, like, oh, you cut off a limb if the zombie gets you pregnant, lady. No. He's a goner. <laughs> Don't get rid of that leg that they chomped on. Too bad for right. you. Right? My daughter. <laughs> you can't be a mother with only one leg. That would be disrespectful to the child. <laughs> yeah. She could barely walk as it was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She was hobbling already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the rule of time, though, seemed to go out the window as far as when Suppley was going to go down from the virus. He was great. But I love the part, too, right after they cut off his arm. And she's like, are you okay? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're really? I, I don't know how okay you'd be. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's in the Air Force uh, or something. He was in the Air Force, right? They trained for that shit. Everyone does. You know this. Air Force. Yeah. Which is why he can fly the helicopter that's on the roof of wherever they are. Right. Thank God, you guys. Thank God. Yeah. It just happens to sit there. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. There's a helicopter outside. Covered with bloody handprints, too. Did you notice that? Oh, my God. It's like so somebody was apparently ripped out of this thing at one point in time, but they closed the doors behind them. They left it there intact, you know, for the next person. Thank God. Yeah. And they got away, you guys. They got away. You guys, they got away. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesse got bit, but they got away. But they gave him the injection. Yes. Right? Like, like They were like, well, let's just find out. Yeah, right. they're like, here's an experiment we can do in real time. Let's see if it works. <laughs> it did. Uh, right, like they couldn't do that when he got his arm bit. <laughs> 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 
He's okay. And then I'm like, oh, we're, we need to escape. Well, how about we take the helicopter? What the fuck? <laughs> There's a what and where? <laughs> and I'm sorry, even if I don't know how to fly a helicopter, I'm going to try it way before other people are showing up. Fuck yeah. So I'm not just going to sit around. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to see if I can figure this shit out. See what it does. No, yeah. I'm not going to sit in a death trap. I'm going to be like in Hawaii or wherever helicopters go. I don't know. <laughs> the Coast Guard will have a place I can land. Yeah. Sure, sure. I'll go to Alcatraz. It's fine. And I, so this is something else. Like, they get in the helicopter, and Ethan says, like, I'm going to need you to be my left hand. <laughs> <laughs> Except, like, the left hand is on the outside. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so they, like, chopped off his left arm. Right. And it made me wonder, like, do they just only have, like, a left arm? <laughs> On set, like they just had to go with that because it would have been a lot better to say, you know what, I can't grab the handles and shit. Can you help me with that stuff? Right. But like, what's he going to do with his fucking left arm? How about I use my right arm where my left arm would be working and you be my right arm? Can we do that? Because it seems a lot more simpler that way. Can we do that? Right. Okay. So he's explaining how to do it. And then we fly away into the sunset. Mm hmm. And we get some really great last lines here. Mm-hmm. Yes. With, what about a cure for the dead? Mm-hmm. And then this is where French Stewart is like his best line delivery of the whole movie. Anything is possible. Anything and everything. Everything. And then Muriel says, or nothing at all. Bum, bum. <laughs> Damn, Muriel, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nihilistic as fucking hell. There is no God. Mm. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> or nothing at all. Who cares? <laughs> Let's go loot some shit. What the fuck? Let's just see what's out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. And that's it. Like, we don't find out what happens after that. No. No, not at all. And I'm glad we don't. The second time I watched a little bit with my husband, he like watched the end and he's like, well, what happens next? Is there a sequel? I was like, there's not a fucking sequel. This is a pilot movie. What are you fucking talking about? I hope not. Come on. It started in the middle. It ended in the middle. Even if there was, I don't think I would watch it. (laughs) I would watch the fuck out of that sequel. Are you fucking kidding me? I just, I don't care enough what happens. (laughs) I really don't. I mean, I just like zombies. It's my thing. I love zombies. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite line from this movie? I do. Go ahead, Matt. Lay it on me. All right. My favorite line, and it was right at the end, and I thought you were going to it, mm. was French Stewart again. She was just trying to, like, build him up. Like, you can save the world. You can be the man who cured everyone. <clears throat> you know, and he was like, what if they don't want to be saved? <laughs> <laughs> what if, you know, what if they don't want to oh, be cured? Yeah. Have you thought about that? And just like, what the Why fuck? Not? <laughs> uh, no, that's uh, fair. I get it. Yeah. It's supposed to be like this deep moment. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I can think of a lot of examples where somebody might not want to be cured, but they need to be. Right. Yeah, what about everybody else? Cure me of this pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite line was for, it was way back in the beginning when they somehow had the Wi-Fi on the island and they were watching the video with French Stewart and the zombie monkey. And, you know... <laughs> It was the second time through that I was watching, and the uh, train car suicide lady says to Muriel Hummingway, she's like, 
do you need to watch it again? She said, nope, I think I got what I need. (laughs) And I was like, that pretty much sums up exactly how I feel about watching this second time. (laughs) I wrote that down too, because it was absolutely perfect. Yes. No. Why would I want to watch that again? That was terrible. No, no, thank you. Yep. Here's my favorite line of the movie. Uh All right. Danny Trejo, they're on the beach. They're trying to figure out their next move once they like get off that raft. And Danny Trejo says, we're sitting here like, like sitting ducks. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The wordplay there, dude, you are a master. You really nailed it. I'm telling you, Brody in the eighth grade in study hall wrote this. (laughs) <laughs> so good love it have you guys come up with any alternate titles for this movie oh god Matt go ahead well it had an alternate title um fuck there is no god but maybe <laughs> <laughs> but maybe a waste of weed yes <laughs> <laughs> was it or did it make it slightly better no it was a waste <laughs> oh sorry I, I'm really proud of this one, and it's not good, but I'm still very proud of this. In honor of Jesse from Fast and Furious, <clears throat> the first one and no others, mm-hmm. my alternate title is Fast and Furious. <laughs> All the S's substituted with Z's. Thank you. Z Nation. Yeah. That is uh, good. pretty good. I appreciate that. Yes. <sighs> That's all I got. <sighs> What an atrocity. How do you guys feel after that? You know, I wouldn't say violated, just groped. (laughs) Yeah. Lazily groped, I, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I felt like I needed to watch it a second time, and I that, that does feel like a violation. Yeah, probably. Like, you had to make sure it was a violation because you weren't sure if you were just remembering it wrong. Mm-hmm. And then you rewatch it, and you're like, oh, no, I, I was absolutely violated in this viewing. Yeah. And I don't feel good about it. it bite me once. I get it. You know? Shame on. Right. Sometimes you like a movie more. Yeah. After you've seen it a second time. Yeah. This is not one of those instances. Yeah. What? <laughs> I. You know what? I could not disagree more, but I understand <laughs> what you're saying. Real, okay. <laughs> I hate it in the first viewing. The second viewing, I was like, oh, I, I could get into this. Oh, I'm cool with it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are both like, oh, we got to go. We'll say there will not be a third. No, there won't. You and I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I don't know. Maybe in a year, like we come back, we'll decide. Okay, we're going to rewatch this, and we're going to talk about it again in a year, and just see if we've matured. Or even better, we're going to see if we can get like French Seward to join us. Oh yes. Oh my God, yes. Oh, yeah. See if we can get on. I would love slash hate that so much. I feel like we should at least make that effort. We'll, like, cameo him. Like, I, I feel like if he will take, like, a job doing, like, Goofy Scientist on on this movie. <laughs> uh, dude, we don't have the budget for this. I guarantee you. <laughs> I mean, you got to make the budget for this. Yeah. This is important shit. We could start a GoFundMe, maybe. Thank you. Yeah. Make French Stewart shit on his own movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a fucking way. Be like trying to get Betty White on <laughs> SNL. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just start a campaign. French Stewart, please come shit on your own movie. Which one? There's so many terrible ones I did. <laughs> <laughs> the pirate one? Look, I'm auditioning for Jeopardy this week. <laughs> Oh, that was a lot of fun. Tressa, it's been a, been a blast. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. 
I'm glad we did it. I am so glad I could submit you to that. Is that the right word? I feel submitted. Subject. Subject. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Subject. (laughs) Yes. I'm glad I could subject you to that. And I'm glad that you watched it twice because (laughs) fuck you guys. That's why. (laughs) I don't know if that's because you like us or no, it's because I love you guys. Oh. I had the most fun in this podcast, and this is a really fun movie to do. And next time we should do uh, Zombie Apocalypse. It's got so many more stars, like the guy from the Arby's commercial. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, I'm intrigued. Oh, wow. Ving Rames, I believe his name is. Oh, Ving. Yeah. Ving Rames. Wow. Well, no, we definitely have to see that. Dude, that's like you're getting into Pulp Fiction. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much a Tarantino movie, if he's in it. That's <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't even deny. <laughs> but this is last, and I'm so glad that you invited me on and that we could do this. It was great. Yeah. Oh, we had a blast. So you want to do the outro? Uh, Chelsea, so you want to do the outro? Oh, here's my outro. Do you guys have anything you want to plug? Uh, listen to Undetermined the Podcast. Yes, Undetermined the Podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast on, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and all the all the big platforms. And check out Tressa's podcast as well. You plug that. Oh, you can check out my podcast, The Asylum, and Case Studies, where you can find all of my links at AsylumPod.com, which will just basically lead you to my link tree, which has all my links. And it's super fun, and we have a good time. So you should listen and stuff. Yeah, we're definitely up for doing this again. It was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh, no, it's so fun. We need to do it more often, for sure. Yeah, yes, for sure. Good times. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Undetermined the Podcast. Special guest, Treza from the Asylum Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We had a great time, and we'll see each other soon. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us this week on the Asylum Case Studies. Special thanks to Matt Langston and John Hammond from Undetermined, the podcast. Especially Matt, who did a bang-up job editing the episode. Except this janky intro and outro, which is all me. Make sure to visit us at AsylumPod.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever, so you'll never miss a case study. While you're at it, if you found any bit of enjoyment in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Unless you're going to be a dick, then a no thank you. So until next time, I'm Tressa Slater. And we're sitting here like, like sitting ducks. (laughs) 